0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 34 of the Limitless TCG podcast, the podcast all about competitive Pokemon. I am your host, Connor Hayward, and joining me, as always, is my regular co-host, Robin Schultz. How are you doing?
1: Hey. yeah, been good. I've like, been away for a few weeks, we but um, ready to get back to it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's been a weird few weeks, at least for me, like, work-wise. I haven't played an awful lot of Pokemon um, of just having things kept cropping up at like the mo- like whenever me and robin would be like hey we should probably record a podcast things consistently came up to be like in the middle of when i needed to do that and it was really annoying um but we are back now uh and thank you very much for sticking with us uh and through all the delays uh this is you know we, d- we do this for you guys which we see by your reviews over on itunes um which is the easy way for you guys to support us but this episode is also brought to you in partnership with card market the largest online retailer uh for cards for pokemon cards which is great actually because uh i just remembered that there's a new set out uh there's the mini set has literally just dropped uh and i was like, i
1: think it's this friday
0: yeah so you know if you want some singles from the new set or some packs because it's one of those like i imagined very collectible sets Go check out Card Market.
1: Yeah, that's this Charizard card in there, right?
0: Uh, there's um, always a Charizard card, man. I just... I, they must have a... Like, this is, we're already off topic. It's great to be back. Um, but there must be a guy whose sole purpose is to draw Charizard cards. Because there's so many of them. Um, But it's going to yeah, be Charizard a one.
1: Charizard is a cool Pokemon.
0: You see Can't that, blame you, them. Is he that cool, though? He's
1: pretty cool, yeah.
0: Okay, well...
1: But, but most of which in one Pokemon are cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. Do we need a 20th shiny Charizard card when we could have a shiny Venusaur instead?
1: A Venusaur would be nice, so, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'd be down for that. So, a lot's happened since we were last recording. Uh, we've had basically a whole month, or the best part of the month, uh, go by between episodes, which has seen the return, well couple of couple of major bits of news. We'll start with the uh the 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 shorter bit of news and the one that I think we all kind of suspected that the season has been at least suspended until the beginning of next year uh which we all kind of knew was gonna happen. There was no way that you could really do large scale events everywhere, and there was no point of doing it if you could only do it in one country so yeah that was uh announced. Uh, the, the season is officially suspended for a bit longer, but that's fine. You know, there's there's plenty of online tournaments.
1: Yeah, no surprise there really. Um, and the season would have already started if um if we had a season. And um, it's it's probably not the last delay we'll have, but well, let's hope for the best.
0: Yeah, we'll, we can only we can only hope, but. As Well, as all the unofficial tournaments, we've had there's so many unofficial tournaments now. I think you it works out that you can play a like 100 to 200 person event on average basically every day of the week now. If you wanted to, it's kind of insane. Uh, but we also have the return of the official event for Pokemon Trading Card Game Online Players Cup 2 has been announced. Uh, we should have really done an episode before the registration deadline. So we could remind people, hey, this is how you need to sign up. Um but things are a little different this time, which I kinda dig.
1: I mean to sign up you just had to log into your account, right?
0: Yeah. Um, um but I know a few yeah, people hope- who had to like dig up their old ancient PTCGO accounts that they haven't used in years, uh, to make sure that they could. But yeah, as far as I know, it was just log in. But yeah, they made a lot of
1: um, like really cool changes to the tournament. Like nothing unexpected, um, because of the tournament keys, they were added a while ago, so everyone kind of knew this was um, gonna happen, but um, yeah, really nice changes. Um, They basically just uh, give everyone equal opportunities to qualify for the Players' Cup now, which was like the main complaint Um, We've seen um, for like the Players Cup one, right?
0: Yep. Well, yeah. Basically, that was the the biggest issue levelled how Players Cup one worked was if you had a large number of tournament tickets, you could enter more tournaments, so you were almost guaranteed to qualify. I'm not saying that's how I did it, but I had 800 tickets at the start, and I had 200 left at the end. So if you you know, I, I was I was in one way or another that way. Um. So this time is that it's 50 tournament tickets and I think they've said now that it's one tournament ticket to enter one event.
1: Yes, so everyone can play exactly 50 tournaments and the point system has also been changed. So now losing the first round does not want any points anymore. So um, like actually winning games in those tournaments will be very valuable.
0: Well, it's also, if I remember, it's now not dependent on your exact finish. It's like, if you are top eight, top four, then second, first and second, right? Which which is better because this idea of somehow you finished fifth, which meant you got points, but really that just meant you lost to the person who won. It's like, well, why do you deserve more points for losing in round one? Yeah, last time, the qualification
1: period, it was... It's basically a raffle of who gets into the real players' cup, which, I mean, it wasn't the worst thing ever. Um It's just, it, it was random. Like, some people just, like, most people that wanted to get in still got in, I think. So I, I don't think it was that bad. But you yeah, have this new system. It's, like, an actual competitive way to determine the um, players that get to participate in the players' cup.
0: Yeah, I... I heard it described as the, effectively, the qualification period last time was just a registration process. (laughs) Effectively, it was just effectively registering for a tournament. Uh, Because if you wanted to get in, you probably could. Even if you had no tickets at the start, you could probably get close to qualifying in a lot of regions. In some regions, I think you could accidentally qualify uh, by winning a single tournament. Uh, I'm not naming names, but Australia, I see you. So, I think that was kind of... This is a much better system. But I I don't think it will ultimately change the fact that those who want to get in will. I don't think each region is going to have that many more than 256 people who actively try to qualify well, I think we will have
1: more people trying than last time. I think last time probably some people saw, oh, I don't have uh, a lot of tickets right now. I I, I won't even try. Well, this time, there's not really a reason to not at least like play the first few tournaments, see how it goes. And if you win a few of those, maybe like, um, try a bit harder to qualify. Um, I, I don't think it will be uh, like a free qualification like it was um, last time. I think qualifying for this Players Cup will actually be like, um, like, and pretty much an achievement that um I can be proud of.
0: So I'm not super sure about it because for most people who qualify for the original Players Cup, yes, okay, we'll have more people potentially trying, but for most people, they probably played a lot less than fifty tournaments and qualified. And if you played a lot less than fifty tournaments and qualified, well, now you can play fifty to- like now you can if now if you don't play fifty tournaments, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage, which means that it's more of a grind if anything right of those people who want to grind out fifty tournaments are statistically more likely to get there than someone who just tries to spike a few in terms of time commitment so i'm I'm not convinced this is necessarily the best way of doing it, still, it's a more fair way, yes, but now this basically means that if i want to sit here and do nothing with my time except for play 50 tournaments i'm probably in because some a lot of people are going to have other things they need to do and you have
1: uh you have a month to do that so it's like maybe like play two tournaments a day with, which takes like i don't know. It, depending on how you do it like you you probably like will be done in less than an hour um so like, it's probably not that big of a commitment, but yeah, not really sure how it goes, but um that's the system in, in general it's like the closest we we've all been to like a competitive ladder on PTCGO and I, I really like it overall. And um it's great that they um actively tried to make it better from last time, which which means they might maybe do even more stuff in the future. Um it's it's just really nice that um, like the company um, like they actually changed like the online game specifically for us the competitive mm-hmm. players, which is really cool.
0: Well, yeah, I mean it, it's not something that we're necessarily used to seeing because the competitive players make a, a fairly small part of the total user base, well, of like the total player base for the Pokemon in general, and even like we're dropping the ocean on BSGO numbers, so it's kind of cool that this. There's been a switch. Uh, That said, uh, will you be trying to qualify? So, I don't know if I will. Um, It's largely dependent on how they plan to run the finals, as it were. Because I didn't particularly enjoy that experience last time. Nothing wrong with the website they used. You know, that was fine. The way it worked was mostly okay. I just don't think double elimination spread over three weekends makes... For a tournament that could be run in a day to take place over three weekends just so they could stream it is kind of ridiculous and I'm not a big fan of that system.
1: So this time it's um, it's going to be over two weekends. Like, uh, they they didn't change that much, but yeah, it's uh one weekend got cut, which I think makes sense. Like uh, splitting it in two is, I, I guess fine. They don't want people to have to play for like I don't know ten hours if they want to qualify. So doing it over two weekends, I think, is fine. Um, as for double elimination, I'm not the biggest fan of this system, um, because like we have some people qualifying like with just seven or eight games and then others who had to go had to win like 12 games um i don't think it's particularly fair um because like in a a game like pokemon you you can always lose a match right it's like there's bad matchups there's like some variants so um you shouldn't really punish people for losing early as uh compared to losing late which in some games double mission makes total sense but i think for trading card game it's not a good system but i also don't mind it that much i think um it it's like kind of a bit more hype than uh, swiss tournaments i guess i think competitively is a it's a worse system but um for something like the players cup like it's it's fine if they wanted to run it that way i would prefer a swiss tournament but yeah it's it's not the biggest deal for me personally
0: so I kind of hate double limb, Bearing in mind that I was potentially someone who could have benefited most from it in Players Cup One, because I I I had a really good start to the tournament. I didn't lose until basically a, the, like I, I lost two winning ends in a row. So I potentially could have got qualified with seven rounds to to make it in. the 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 issue I actually have with it is timing, because I I understand this whole thing of not. This was also kind of how how it was run, but this whole idea of this was Swiss rounds. You know, like you have like a reliable round time, so if you finish early, you can go and do something, right? And like you you can take a break and it's it's fine, or you you know you can't go and do something, right? Because you know you have a round coming up or something like that. With the way it was kind of run in a when your match is ready, play, not great. But also if you lost in the winners bracket you could often be waiting at least an hour, in some cases I heard up to like two and a bit, for the loser's bracket to catch up to you to play your game. And that sucks for both parties because one person's now sat around going, well, I've got to play an important game at some point today and they can't go and do anything else. And it also kind of sucks for the person who then has to also play an important game, but has literally just come out of it a thing and the other guys had a two and a half hour break so it's like timing needs improvement I think for, for DoubleLim to make much sense yeah they
1: had a um, they had a schedule I believe but um so the schedule was basically when you had to be there um, like at latest but you could start your match earlier which makes sense because if both uh, players are ready why would you make them wait an hour of, uh, so they can start them but yeah, it's 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 a little bit awkward. But yeah, like some people, they have a really like uh, they they have barely any waiting time. I have to wait a lot. It's yeah, it's it's a bit awkward. But once again, it's like it's not, it's not the biggest deal. I think what what I just don't like is how um like how um losing early is punished that much. Um, but yeah, like. Maybe at some point they will change the players' cup structure, but for now, I, I still think it's it's fine overall. And I, I'm looking forward to it. I, um, uh, I think the, the tournament, like the first one, was, was uh, fun to play in overall, and I really enjoyed the stream as well. So it's really cool that there's a second one. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, I would prefer th- I still want the stream to be live. I think that just adds so much more to it. Or at least with less of a delay, because if you know people who are in the Players Cup, you know the results anyway. Probably, like, it or word gets out some way, way shape, or form in a lot of cases. So having the whole like basically a week delay was kind of weird. But yeah, for the um, regional qualifiers for the double
1: elimination bracket, as yeah, sure everyone saw the bracket uh, if they played in it themselves, <laughs> but. Uh, for the finals i don't like i personally i knew people in the tournament i didn't yeah, know any sure. of the results so yeah
0: i was gonna say for, for the finals yeah it, it was fine 16 people right like it's it's much easier to get 16 people to not say anything but when you have 256 people per continent who could all it takes is for one person to say something and then word gets out so it's not great like if Those were not
1: supposed to be like that secret i, I believe it's um yeah. Because like, for brackets, it's literally public on Battlefy, yep. right? Yep. Um, hey, it's I, just,
0: don't like, know. Okay. I don't know how Battlefy works. We killed it last time. Last time I was in charge of Battlefy, we killed it. So let's not trust me in how I think Battlefy works. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm interested in it, but I'm also... I'm, pr- I'm not convinced I'm going to play. Um, that might also be more of a reflection on my thoughts on this format. To be honest, because oh boy, am I bored of this format. There's a new set coming out on Friday. I've looked through. There's nothing in it uh, that makes me like, even vaguely excited. This format is. Uh, I'm 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 kind of done with it. To be honest, to the point where I've been playing Blounds and nothing but Blounds. So, like, right, it, at least at least I'm invested. You know, I might whiff. Who knows? I might. Whiff. I never whiff. It's 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 weirdly consistent now, but. You know, at least there's a, there's an edge to that versus. Oh, I've got the turn one attach on the ADP pass. Oh, I've got the turn two altered creation. I've got boss in hand. I win. It's kind of kind of boring. Uh, I honestly haven't played uh,
1: too much in it. I've been doing. Um, I've been busy with our stuff, but I've um, I've watched um, like good amount of tournament streams. Like uh, usually, uh, like. Mondays and Friday, I watch like first I don't know like three, four rounds of a uh, hexer thing, and yeah, like from, from what I saw seen on there, like from it looks fine to me. Like I don't know, maybe if I I, I play like a lot of it, I would also get bored of it. But right now, I'm like I don't mind playing it um, for the Players Cup. So yeah,
0: mm. mm. no. Nope. No, I'm not convinced I think this is a terrible format, but there we go uh, like yeah, like from from what i've seen it uh, has gotten like a lot more
1: centralized over the past like two weeks or so where Eternatus and and like Eternatus and a d p z have been like the most successful decks for um, basically um or like the most played decks for most of the format, but not by that much and in the past two weeks or so. It seemed like um, like the meta share got a lot bigger than it used to be. Like, now we are seeing, even seeing tournaments where 50% or even more of the meta is just Eternatus or ADPZ, um, which probably gets boring after a while if you just play against ADPZ or
0: Eternatus all day. Um, But yeah. (laughs) I'm not... I'm not saying it's a coincidence, but that centralization happened around about the time of the players cup announcement. Right? Right.
1: And maybe maybe people want to play more like prepare more seriously yeah. now. That that might actually be true.
0: So so what I'm thinking is is that for a while we had really no events to prepare for, right? There's all, obviously the weekly events and some of the tournaments had like a monthly like a slightly bigger event that they run. But there's no real stakes on the line in most of those. Right, there's not, there's not a a reason to want to be playing seriously. Like you can
1: win like 50 packs if you win one, yeah. uh, which is not bad. Uh, it's like you can do a lot online with 50 packs, but yeah, it's it's not like uh, it's not comparable to a regional or anything. No. It's so uh, it's 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 pretty much for fun, yeah.
0: So I think as soon as there was then something that kind of has worthwhile pricing, right? You know, it's basically the equivalent of finishing top 22, right, in terms of like for. Uh, for a quarter, um, for Europe anyway, of uh, travel to uh, internationals, but the, the I think the issue is really, you know, people went okay, well I have got to play a good deck now, and when you actually sit and look at the format and stop playing it for fun, you realize that the good decks are ADP, uh, ADPZ, Eternatus. I would also include. Luke metalization somewhere in my top.
1: Like I think Santa has been uh, very solidly the number three. Yeah. Uh, in the meta game, and I think Santa actually actually um, performed better than its meta share mostly. Um, I think from just like success to how much it's been played, I think Santa has been doing quite well, mm-hmm. uh, at least more recently.
0: Well, but I think that's partly because it actually has pretty good matchups. Against both of the Eternatus and the ADPZ, Because of the fact that it's capable of one-hit knocking them out. Uh, this is this is really where we fall into the idea of a healthy format. As an abstract concept. Is the entire game right now is warped. And this is not a format point. This is whoever was in charge of card design. Should probably no longer be in charge of card design. Or whoever came up with VMAX as, be, as being a good idea. Because... The entire thing now is entirely built about can you one hit knockout a Vmax slash ADP, and if the answer is no, you get put in the garbage bin and you're left there. And then when you actually look at it, there are three decks that can reliably do that. There's ADP Z one shot, but it doesn't matter because it just plays off the bench. Eternatus can, and at the very least has 340 hit points, which is just far too many. And then score, which is actually one of the few decks who can actually reach those numbers. And I that's think it. that the
1: VMAX uh, are mostly just about like, two-hit KOing each other. It's like, one-hit KO... Uh, k- there was some Eternatus list at the beginning with the scoop-up nets and everything that could one-hit KO other VMAX, but I think... Um, the list that ended up the most successful um, were not uh, including all that and were just um, yeah, just a regular, consistent return to list that went for to 2-hit-KO.
0: Yeah, I just... Well, okay, well, in, in that case, the way I'd phrase it is, is more do do you force everything to 2-hit-KO you? I think is the way I would phrase the, the centralization thing of you have to have enough hit points that everything has to... If you can be 1-hit-KO'd in this format, And it's not as if it's a lower number of HP, right? That is the issue with if you're one-hit KO'd in this format. It's still like 200 on hit points. That's kind of terrible. The VMAX
1: have a really high power level. Um, But I mean, the game is designed around the VMAX Pokemon currently. They are the big things, like the the art on the booster packs, Uh, they are the thing. But the games advertised with, I mean, of course they are gonna be the, um, the f- most strongest cards. It's like, the the like, the main mechanic of the like of the current series is always like the has always the best cards, and so that's not really surprising. And and ADPC kind of like sticks in there because uh, being able to boss boss to support Pokemon is just so good. Um, yeah, if Eternatus, like or Sentiscotch, if they were not as uh, like if they didn't play that many support Pokemon, I think ADPZ wouldn't be that good. But yeah, that that part about the deck is really good.
0: Um. Slash a problem because there is there is something to be said about you want to play an interactive game against the other person, and if the level of interaction is I have had to play a support Pokemon and I lose. That's yeah, not really the interaction I think people design card games around. Yeah, like
1: I think on one hand, um, like cards like the denner and Crowbat obviously is really good, so it makes sense for them to be a liability and and to be for there to be a downside of playing them. Um, because like uh, usually like if, if you just play with free prizes, you can put so as many as you want on your bench. It doesn't really matter where boss boss on the denner is like. It's not really it doesn't do anything. you still need to care of vmax after that um but with a d p z that's actually something that punishes um d and crowbats, so in theory, it could be said like a d p z should slow down the game even, but that's obviously not how it works out in uh, in practice like right now, everyone's just playing the support Pokemon anyway um like, you can play scotch with greens, and I actually think that, like, I would play it with greens right now, but, um, the ability versions of the a, of a decks are just, um, much more, like, popular. And, yeah, again, it, and Eternatus always has to put down crowbats, they can't really do anything, like, around that. So, Eternatus and AD uh, players basically just accept. But they lose against boss-boss and then the games become really random because like, both players um, like, before the match already know how it's gonna go, like, either you hit the boss-boss or you don't, it's like, yeah, uh, like, I wasn't really like, for the ADP, ADP ban or like the whole discussion and I, I still don't really care too much about it, I think like, in general I don't hate adp but, um, just to like freshen up the meta or something, I, I like it will probably like not be a bad decision.
0: Which kind of leads into like of the of the tournaments that have banned it, things that you wouldn't expect tend to do well, but there we have to kind of be a little bit cautious with saying, oh, well, see, clearly it it's fine because those are for fun tournaments where the whole point is you can play something stupid because or you know something that you wouldn't normally play and go a bit crazy with what you want to play because ADP is banned right the whole point is is that like those are going to have biased results towards showing that ADP is the problem you know you have to think who's going to sign up to in a tournament with ADP banned people who would like to see it banned and they're going to play something that they go see. This deck is good without it, and then when all those decks do well, it's more because there were just lots of them, rather than they were necessarily good decks. Is how I kind of feel, um, but I think it makes a big difference to the format, and I think that's one of those one of those decisions that if I were in charge of of bans for Pokemon probably a good job i'm not um but if i were with how much people are probably playing online right now i think maybe making a ban to slightly shake up the format is probably not a bad idea you know it's it's kind of like how um a, a, other games will like nerf a character or tweak things ever so slightly. Not necessarily because it's dominating, but because it freshens things up, and that's kind of where I think Pokemon might be at right now. It would maybe benefit from being freshened up. And what I think would be a good
1: solution for, um, like freshening up, like, not not necessarily a format, just like the like tournament scene in general is. Uh, Making expanded more of a thing because I, I'm sure I've talked about it before. But if you play like standard for like I don't know like six weeks, and then expanded for another six weeks, and then the new set already uh, comes out, then you can go back to standard. That's it's a lot more variety, right? But right right now, there's the problem that Pokemon themselves they abandoned expanded for the time being, kind of it, which is very awkward. Um, but yeah, I still think expanded um could solve this issue like issue i don't know if it's really an issue like um i I personally don't really mind playing standard but i haven't been grinding it all day or so
0: well it's i think something that we as a community are very used to is this is our game mode this is our game we have for most people you have standard pokemon right that's it whereas if you look even like look at the vgc right you have the official VGC, which has, like, tons of different seasons with different rules. Then you only have to go on to, like, any of the clients for online playing online. And there's tons of formats. There's loads of old, like, they're all unofficial, of course. But, like, there's all the old formats. There's Little Cup. There's all these different rules. And because of how our online client is built, we don't really have the luxury of having other game modes to go and take, you know, to go take a break in. Uh, I really, really
1: wish there were old format rules on PDCGO. Uh, it's so annoying having to do these uh, like workarounds uh, for passing your turn so you can play to support on turn one. And then effects like Lily or Volcanion just get completely ruined. I uh, I really dislike that. It's like one of the main reasons why I haven't really been playing um, old format tournaments recently. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because it's not like really I, an old format; it's like a weird, broken yeah. version of it. I think old formats should be played on
1: TCG One and not on PDCGO. But there's like, on there's the problem that the the interface is not really nice. It's not as enjoyable to players on PDCGO. It's more like, um, like it's closer to like old like simulations without pictures or anything than than to actually like an online game. So I can understand if people would prefer um, just to be, like playing PTCGO with workarounds, but really it would be so much easier if uh, if we just could select, um, I don't know, like Sun and Moon rules. Or, like, there, there were were actually not many rule changes ever since Black and White, right? You They would have to give us like, I don't know, two different rule sets in addition to the um, current one and that's, yeah. that's already it.
0: I think so. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be a massive change, and I think I mean we obviously know the client can support it because it's had these rule sets before. It just needs a button to select it somewhere. Yeah,
1: it would. It could be uh, confusing for newer players that don't that just uh, download the game, just play the newest thing. But you you can even hide it really well. You don't have to make it an option that uh, like a main option. You just, you can. As long as it's somewhere and you tell people how to find it, you can you can put it anywhere really. Well, so just so people can do friend challenges with uh, like old all dreams, you do that would be enough.
0: is on the current friend challenges currently is the tick box right to do a timed game. You move that tick box and everything else into a advanced tab, which means the new players aren't going to click on it because they're scared of the word advanced. Is probably the thinking right? You click on advanced then you go in, and in there you then have the tick box for timer and then your optional rules. And like you have a rule set thing, right? From a UI perspective, that is the way that you hide it from newer players. You just tuck it one step deeper in a place that they're probably not going to go into unless they're looking for it. Yeah, it really would
1: not be complicated at all for them to implement, I'm sure. And it would um, give tournament organizers a lot more options for uh, like for just tournaments it, it would be very very appreciated if uh, that was a thing um,
0: yeah and, and it just opens up again it, it effectively gives you more game modes right it, it, and ways to engage with the game which is what people want to do but if you only if you only have one way to engage with the game and right now anyone who plays the pokemon trading card game only really can engage with the game via PTCGO well there's only so many ways you can actually play PTCGO right now. And just giving us those options makes it suddenly way yeah. more.
1: We basically only have PTCGO standard right now because PTCGO expanded is kind of broken and like you can play it, you can just avoid random shaman donk decks, but I I I guess it's not really that fun if you um Hit like Donk or Trevno Dex over time. It's it's it probably it's not the most enjoyable game mode overall right now. So yeah, it would be nice if PTC Joe gave us um like a bit more. But
0: yeah, that's I I guess we kind of got a bit off topic with that. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is probably why people don't listen to the podcast. Uh except for those who you who are still here. In which case, we thank you for putting up with our rambling. Me and Robin haven't had a conversation about this in a while, um, but no, it's. Play escape is going to be interesting because it gives people a lot of. It gives people more of a reason to play as well, which can help. Um, you know, a lot of people are feeling demotivated because it's just been so long since we've had in person events, and it's going to be a lot longer before we get them again, and. People are just kind of starting to go, oh, But why do I bother playing the game? Like, if you don't get anything back, and at least the Players' Cup 2 is sort of something where you can get back from. Uh, also, I'm super looking forward to uh, the qualification period, simply because it means that there'll be Twitch streams basically all the time of people streaming their qualification. Um, Like, well, at least I'm hoping there is, because those are always super cool. Like, you just go and chill and watch someone play a couple of tournament runs, and it kind of made a community just about qualifying. Um so I think I think that might be nice.
1: Yeah, like uh personally, um like the Players Cup uh does give me motivation to play more. Like I'm planning to um like do some testing uh, before like, jumping into the tournaments and I, I'm planning to play all fifty probably. Um so yeah, haven't been playing that much, but now for Players Cup, um,
0: we'll definitely um, do more again. Coming out of retirement, you heard it here first. It's not really <laughs> retirement. <it's... laughs> okay, so that more or less wraps it up. We can discuss decks and stuff at the Players Cup, I guess. Uh, once we've played in a few of the tournaments, because I think it starts on Friday, I believe is the qualification period where it, when it starts. It might even be... I uh, actually have the date. What's the date today? 23rd... The day is Wednesday. Yes, Robin. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the end of this week. So by the, hopefully uh, next week we'll have played uh, potentially in a couple of um, tournaments to be able to give our thoughts. Uh, so, Robin, it's been a month. Do you have anyone that you want to shout out from any time in the last couple of weeks?
1: Um I don't like Maybe just general thoughts um like if you if you're not sure what to play for the players cup and you want to get better at the game, uh, you might want to check out Todd Stream who has been uh who started streaming very recently and has been streaming almost daily for like a week or two, uh which is um, like very cool. I, I've been watching a lot of it myself, and uh, yeah, he he's built so many like, like, crazy decks, and actually like had a really big influence on the meta game. I feel like just by streaming uh, his testing um, for like the players cup or just general, it's uh, it's really cool to see, and it's not really just taught. A lot of um, really good players started streaming over the past few months. Um, like for example, even like Henry Brand, uh, the current world champion, and um like Isaiah Bradner, um who just recently won the POC championships, like and, and, and a lot more, like uh so many great players who started um, streaming. So yeah, um I'm sure most of people who listen to this are already aware of this. But if you don't then yeah, take a look at uh PTCGO on Twitch. Um there's there's a lot of great content in there right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, there's also been some cool speedruns. I know Pedro has been doing a lot of weird invented speed runs to see how quick he can do certain things, um which they're always interesting because sometimes he has to play Butterfree VMAX Max as a card. Mm-hmm. And you question why anyone would put himself through that. Um uh, so shout Wise, um just a shout out basically to the general uh community that I've been I don't tweet much. But I'm always on. I'm always on Twitter. Um, for uh, the there was a period where everyone was ranting, like rating uh, favorite like fast food chains, and no one's done one for the UK. I might still sit down and do it. Uh, but the streams that came out of that and all the Twitter arguments were a lot of fun to read for someone who has hasn't eaten in the vast majority of these places. Uh, so I just want to I just want to shout out the community as a whole. Or whatever that madness was. And can we do more of that please? Because it was a lot of fun. Um, nothing to do with the game. but Now I know where to eat if I ever go to NAIC. So that's great. So with that. Thank you very much guys for listening. And we'll try and not be as long between episodes this next time. Um, and hopefully we will actually speak to you guys soon.